Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I, wasn't there a point where they asked you to mix two colors together to, to make, make orange? orange? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the lab. <laughs> okay. And they, do, they don't even let you do that until you have a color chart. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one... The only Pucko Podcast! It's Pucko! Pucko! It's Pucko! Pucko! Pokemon Underground Champions League, oh yeah! Pucko! Grab your friends, it's that time Stop again! again. And welcome to the 332nd episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my co-host, Shemu. And the Fluffy Swimsicker. And as always, we are here to bring you another excellent episode of the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name that came that was that originates from 1770, actually, with the founding fathers of the United States. It originally stood for the Prototype Underground Constitution of Liberty. But we since taken that into our own mantle for our own uses. So welcome to the show if you're uh, new. Welcome back if you're old. And we have a great show lined up for you guys today. We, For those of you who are new, we talk everything Pokemon from the trading card game to the video game to, I, today, Detective Pikachu. Uh, <laughs> we have a great show lined up. We're just going to start with our normal chit-chat, then jump into some news, talk about what's going on in the world of Pokemon, and then we're going to follow that up with our quiz segment where your co-hosts get to fight each other for points. Well, they don't fight each other here, but in spirit. And then... Of course, we then jump into our topic today, which is Detective Pikachu, and was it a good game? And then we're going to end things with our Pokemon of the episode, with some competitive talk, and then we'll jump right into that mailbag segment. So, uh, before we keep going, though, guys, uh, what have you been up to? How's, how are things? Shamu, it's been a really long time since you've been on the show. Yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been like, almost a week. Almost seven days. Almost seven, like, just, just in the, like, the brink of seven days, um... <laughs> and just draft league and detective yeah. Pikachu. Which I how draft league go for you this week? Uh, we have a win. That's good. Yeah. So you're two and zero right now, feeling strong. Currently, yes. Who's your next opponent? Uh, next person is with a British gent. British gent. Oh man. Yep. Well, he better, he better look out. He better look out. 
Oh man, how about you, Winsicat? What have you been up to lately? Uh, it's been a, it's been a few time, weeks. Yeah, since the last time I was on, I um I won the UTC. That's and... true. I forgot about that. It was before <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <then. laughs> and then I started the Puckle Draft League. I'm currently one and zero, and I am currently also terrified by my match with Scrawn tomorrow. Oh yeah, that's the big one. That was like uh. So for those of you who aren't aware. In our Puckle Draft League Piddle, there's actually a picks league going on as well. So it's kind of like fantasy football, but it's just pick who's going to win each match and they get a point, right? And so I've been doing it just to kind of get people who aren't doing it, who aren't in the actual draft league to do it, because I think that's who should be the audience for it. And right now it's mostly people who are in the draft league. That was so coming through the matches, like some of them are pretty easy to pick out. Like I, I, I have obvious favorites in most matches, but the one with you and Scrawn, like that one's a toss up for me. I wasn't looking at the picks because, as you said, I'm in the league, so I'm not playing yeah. on the picks. And I looked it up when I found out it was on the hub and I was very surprised to find out that so many of the people voting actually think I'm gonna beat Scron and I was like first have you met Scron second have you seen his roster versus my roster what are these people thinking I don't know we'll have to see though we'll have to see a lot of Pokemon honestly is the mind game it's the mindset you come into especially in draft league because I remember last season when I was playing a lot of people would just come in because I was the guy to beat right I'm the guy who's gonna play on stream and you're gonna try to beat me on stream right you want to mm-hmm. look good. Half the reason I stopped is because these people would bring their A game and they would play so well. I think in particular, my biggest impact for that was British Gent, right? He, mm-hmm. I beat him, but it was slim. It was a 1-0 victory for me. He just, he brought his A game. He was going, he went like three and nine that season. And that game though, he brought like the match that I had never seen or would have expected from him. He played so well. It was such a well-played game. And then next week he just plays like poop. And it's just like, it's like, come on, guys, step it up, play well. And like, if you're going to beat me, like carry that, carry that motivation into the next week. Right. If you're going to, if you're going to bring your A game, bring that motivation to the next week and play that well, because I've seen so many people improve through draft league. That's, uh, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at with that. I don't know. I, I think I am the kind of person who like tries harder, the better their opponent is. Yeah. But. But, I mean, it's not like in the draft league, it's Thatch and then, like, 11 matches when you're playing against a five-year-old kid, you know? Yeah, exactly. People people in the draft league are generally pretty good. So. Yeah, I know. I'd say a good majority of the players in draft league are pretty threatening. And you you have to watch out for your schedules. That's all you have to do, guys. <laughs> yep. I, it's the mine, luck of the draw. Mine, mine is, is like a nightmare. <laughs> I have so many people. Like I think every opponent I have is on it, honestly like someone I'm scared to face. Yeah. All right. Well, for me, uh, I've done a few things this past week, Pokemon wise. I've started to get back into competitive. I got to stream again. I was so happy about that. And I think I went undefeated. I don't know if I lost or not. I don't remember my losses. Okay, guys. I can't. I can't improve if I don't. If I remember my losses, um, or the opposite. I forget. I was trying to make a joke and it flopped real hard. Yep. <laughs> I I got back to streaming. I'm really excited for that. So if you guys want to catch any kind of viewer battle streams, the best time to do that is to catch me on Thursday nights at I believe I usually start around seven, seven thirty PM Eastern. 
So if you want to jump on, do some viewer battles, that's a great place to do it. If not, we typically do some other things like uh, we'll do battle agency or we'll shiny hunt or something like that. Definitely keep all those things in mind. It's a if you want to if you want to do that. But on top of that, the new Pokemon Go update came out. I want to talk a little bit more about it in the news. But I spent a lot of yesterday just playing that Pokemon Go update. <laughs> I mean, I I would have spent a, a considerable part of yesterday playing that if the update didn't happen at 10 p.m. for me. Yeah, no, I I understand that. Yeah, no, I was really excited because that I I, I will talk about it more in depth, but it was honestly what I felt the game was missing was literally just yes. that system. And now that they have it, I don't know that I'm going to have to stop ever. Uh, they gave me they gave yeah. me a solid way to catch legendaries. Yeah, I, I hadn't played in quite a while. And yesterday and today, I just like I drove out at 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. just to spin the Pokestops. I needed to spin to start the <laughs> mythical quest. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. Now, I, I, I waited. I, per- I was going to leave campus early yesterday, um, but I was just like, no, I need to leave campus at four o'clock today. And my friends are like, why? I'm like, if I leave at four o'clock today, the update's going to happen and I can just I can do all the things I need to do as I'm walking back to my car. <laughs> yep. And that's exactly what I did. But uh, OK, so that is going to be it for our little intro here. We're going to kick it on over to the the news so let's cue that epic music coming to you live from the lavender town radio tower this just in and on to the news in the news this is essentially a pokemon go segment uh, that that's all that happened this week in Pokemon. Apparently, uh, to be fair, it's a lot of Pokemon Go that happened, and a lot of exciting Pokemon Go. So the first thing, and I think the largest thing that happened, is that Pokemon Go released an entirely new feature called the uh, what is it? Fe- research feature? Is that what we want to call it? Yes. Um, yes. And so there's two types of research. You have field research and special research. Special research is how it looks like they're going to be distributing the mythical Pokemon from here on out. And I really like that because it doesn't require me to go find a group of 20 people that I don't want to hang out with. It's essentially going to a con every single time you do a raid battle. And some of those people stink. Not like stink is in their bed, but they physically stink. I really like that feature. I'm not going to lie. I really like the idea of being able to just go catch Mew by fulfilling some tasks. And on top of that, they have regular research, which allows you to encounter other legendary Pokemon, which I like this is they're not just making legendaries exclusive to raids. Um, they did reveal that Moltres can do it, which is fantastic. Yes, absolutely. I might finally get my Zapdos. Yeah, this is fantastic. I am really looking forward to it. This is exactly what I wanted in the game, is a chance for the old legendaries to be available in a way that doesn't require 20 people. Yeah. Mostly, mostly, I think what I love about this is that I love scavenger hunts. And yeah. the feel of a scavenger hunt is what first drew me to the idea of a geocaching game like Ingress or Pokemon Go. This is literally a scavenger hunt in Pokemon Go to get Mew. I can't imagine anything better. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. I, it's just such an easy thing. I do know that it gets a little bit harder in uh, in places. Like, uh, I think at some point for Mew, you have to join in like nine raid battles. Granted, mm-hmm. there is a way to get around it in that you just lose a raid nine times and you can re-enter it for the same raid pass price, essentially. Oh. So 
Yeah, so you just keep failing at a raid, and you can you can inevitably get in. So just keep that in mind if you want to like fail that, if you want to do that very quickly. I, I've been reading way too much about it, because I got really excited about this feature. This, <laughs> this feature is the feature that is making me want to play the game again, and like actually do things with it. Also, I really love that they're still doing Community Day. Community Day is another fantastic addition to the whole Pokemon Go like sphere, and mm. in that the new next one was announced. It's a little bit earlier in the month than it typically has been, which I find interesting. They they bumped up Community Day to April fifteenth this this month. It is actually it's going to be Mareep, which is also exciting. I hope we keep yes. getting po- more Pokemon like Mareep and not like Bulbasaur. I mean, I I would have liked to participate in the Bulbasaur one just for the shinies, but I yeah. had a headache. So I mean, to be fair, at least it was one that like you could take a break on, right? Mm-hmm. And not feel like, oh man, I missed out real bad. Like if I miss out on this Mareep one, I'm gonna feel real bad because I really want Mareep candy and I want Mareep. Yes. So I want I want Ampharos. I don't care if I get a shiny one. I just want an Ampharos. That's all I want. I am slightly more optimistic about finding rare Pokemon because today, today I find I found a wild Porygon. Ah, a wild Porygon. That's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I was very surprised. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, that was the that was the Mareep event that's coming out, which is really exciting. Um, I, I think I touched on everything Pokemon Go wise. I don't know anything else I missed Pokemon Go wise. I mean, I guess we should say the Lugia thing is ending. Yeah, it'll be over by the time this is out, though. Uh, <laughs> exactly. So I don't think how useful that would be. Yeah, legendary raids might change over. Um, on top of that, I mean, if you play Pokemon Duel, this is apparently a very exciting time for Pokemon Duel. I don't know anybody that still plays it other than Snag, maybe. I don't uh, know. I've never touched it. Yeah, I I touched it once when it came out, and I was just like, oh, this is the Pokemon trading figure game. And then they started doing the thing where they like essentially loot box you. Yeah, as in all freemium something. games. And that was the Bro. moment I go, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to. I don't want to play this game because I don't want to get loot boxed. I want to be able just to buy figures. Like, put all the figures in a store. Tell me I can spend my points on figures in a store. Don't make me roll dice every time to get figures that I want. Like that. That's the reason I play Pokemon TCG is because I can go and buy the cards that I need. Uh, but Pokemon Duel definitely definitely ruined it for me. Um, oh wait. Oh, I. So let's shift gears then. Um, I totally forgot about this because I did not write a proper outline this week. For we have Puckle news this week. It's very exciting for everybody involved, um, and I think you guys should uh, you should definitely listen and like take notes now. Not you guys particularly, um, you and you and Whimsicott, but the people listening to the show. Uh, so every year, Puckle puts on a uh, puts on a fun get together call that we call PuckleCon, um, and what we do every year for PuckleCon is we get together, we play the game, uh, we play trading card games, whatever. It, it's been an evolving event. And it is going. We finally got a venue for it. We found a location for it. And this year, PuckleCon is going to be happening July 21st and 22nd in Dayton, Ohio, at the Dayton Convention Center, room 306. All of the information that you need right there. Um, we're hoping to have a schedule of events of what's going on now that we have the space within the next month or so. That way, everybody can know what's going on if they if they're on the fence about coming. You should definitely think about coming, though. We always have a blast. I have never had a bad review of PuckleCon happen. I, you both have been several times. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I, I've already started looking for plane tickets. <laughs> yes. I'm very excited about this. Yeah, as you should be. It is a very exciting time. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be good. 
I'm very excited for it though because that I just want to make that announcement because I almost forgot, which is bad, uh, because this is exactly what we uh, want to do is we want to be able to say, come to the event as soon as we possibly know. Uh, this year we are going to be having sanctioned tournaments. Now I want to make the clarification that these will be sanctioned by the po- by the Pokemon Company, but they are not uh, premier events. That's the proper word. So there's no championship points on the line here. Um, even though it's July and everybody would love championship points in July so they, they can like make that last run for worlds. That's just something to keep in mind. It is sanctioned by Pokemon, so you'll get play points. It'll go on your record on Pokemon.com about your finish and everything, but it will not count towards your entry into Pokemon Worlds in August. So unfortunately, though, I do know we're going to be trying to up the event compared to what we had last year. If you came last year, what we did is we had um, a couple of tournaments that we ran that were sanctioned. And we tried to have side events, but they didn't happen. This year, we are actually going to schedule side events into the, into the program as well. So um, one day, we'll be doing the main TCG event. Another day, we'll be doing the main VGC event. On both days, we're going to have side events that go along with both of those. So if you really want to partake in one or the other, you can, or if you want to take, take part in both the main VGC and TCG events, you are more than able. If not, there's going to be plenty of stuff to do on the side. We're going to make sure we have all of that planned out. And I think we're going to ha- probably have a small entry fee into the main tournaments that we have as well this year. Watch out for that. Um, also, there's rumors of Dunka Shamu. Oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> 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 well, does uh, somebody somebody would be happy to do that, I'm sure. Um, I mean, I was thinking we could dunk his already choreo plushies, but I think it would actually hurt him more. So. I, honestly, that might hurt him more. No. <laughs> No. You would be you'd be much un, much much more unhappy if he got hurt that uh, if his oracorio flushes were just dunked. I feel like Shamu. I could just feel the pain that Shamu would feel if that were. Why there. would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> no, but we do plan on doing that. Um, we'll have prizing figured out as well. There's going to be prizing um, for sure if you're in the main TCG and video game tournaments. However, we do not know how we're going to do prizing for side events yet. We'll figure that out. Um, I, I do want there to be some kind of prizing if you take place in the in the side events, but this is something that needs to be figured out logistically at the moment. So uh, definitely keep your ears open for that, though. I'm hoping by the end of April, if not earlier, we'll have some kind of schedule of events for you guys. Um, but yeah, that was my big Puckle news. I wanted to go on that rant just to tell everybody to like come to PuckleCon and hang out and have a blast. Oh, man. If you're not coming, I mean, I understand if you can't, but if you just don't want to... You're missing out. I also want to sweeten the pot and say that we are going to be doing a live podcast at the same time um, at PuckleCon. It's going to be a separate. It's going to be a little bit separate from both the tournaments. But at the end of the day, on Saturday, we are going to be recording a podcast. You will all have a chance to be on it if you attend PuckleCon. So definitely consider that if that, if that's like a, a deciding factor for you guys to like be on the show and like hang out with us. That that's the way to do it right there. Uh, but that is going to be where we're going to end that. So we're going to kick it on over to Puckle's Poke Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. And welcome to Puckles Poke Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. Now, of course, these are these guys are going to go ahead and compete against the other co-hosts of the show, 
in a race to 30 points. The ladder just got reset last week by Sublime. So Shamu is actually in the lead because he helped carry Sublime there with five points. Everybody else is at zero. Uh, huh. here, here there are going to be five questions. One point for each question. There is one question that will have two answers. You will, of course, get a bonus point. And throughout the course of all of the questions, you are allowed one hint. However, if you get all of the questions correct without using the hint, you can cash that hint in for an extra point. So you guys understand the rules, I assume. I hope the listeners do as well. So if you guys are ready, though, I have question number one ready to go for you guys. I guess we're ready. Oh, wait. Wait, we're not ready. I totally forgot. There's a person in the room with me. Uh, so yeah, introduce I yourself. Say. <laughs> it's it's Mrs. T, you know, the, the very forgettable wife of, it's <laughs> the forgettable wife of Thatch is here. You know, he can't remember that I'm actually sitting next to him. It's okay. No, I totally <laughs> forgot. I totally forgot. All right. So, but yes, my wife is here because she's played Detective Pikachu more than I have. And I think she would be a much better asset to have for the show than me. <laughs> she should host today. Um, and so, guys, we're going to go ahead then and ask you question number one if you are ready. I, I'm so sorry. I got caught into my spiel. But question... We'll talk about it later. <laughs> it's okay, Mercy T. We still love you. No, Well, thanks, Whimsicott. <laughs> this is why you guys are my favorite. <laughs> oh. Question number one. What moves Japanese name... I mean, I'm going to butcher this. Gekrin can be translated to be... Imperial Wrath of One Superior. What is the English name of that move? That's what I want to know. What? What the heck? This moves. Gekurin? This moves. Yeah, Gekurin, I guess. I guess that's true. It's it's translated. It's, the transliteration is G E K R I N. Gekurin. Yes. Yes. I don't know. I'm not you. You and my wife would know better than I would. <laughs> imperial Wrath is someone imperial. Imperial Wrath of One Superior. Superior. One's superior. Wow. I'll say this is a dragon type move. I'll give you that as well. I wrote the question, so I can make the rules. Imperial wrath. Um. Mm, dragon rage. Um, I mean, it sounds a bit, a bit too much to be just plain I, dragon rage. But I don't even know. I don't, I don't have this. This is just something completely off the left park, and I have no idea what to even say for it. Oh, I I think it's outrage. That might be it. That sounds yeah, right. It sounds like it, yeah, because it's a single yeah. I'll say outrage. I'll agree with yep. that. Yeah, that sounds more likely. Yep. All right. If outrage is your final answer, that is correct. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's one point for you guys. It is outrage. I just thought it was a fun translation. Um, yes. And when I was clicking through the random pages on Bulbapedia last night, and so- we have just found out that. Moves are like TCG sets. They yeah. sound so much cooler in Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. All right. So question number two, then, if you guys are ready. This one is actually from Claude 9 I didn't write this one. In mm-hmm. Sun and Moon, there is one Pokeball where under the right conditions, it has a 0% catch rate. What is it? In yes. Sun and Moon. The heavy ball on, um, what's its name? Um, Beldum. Is this your final answer? I'll agree with that because I have no idea. Yes, there's there's uh, some kind of coding error that means you cannot catch a Beldum in a heavy ball. That is correct. 
Uh, moon ball. It's not moon. I wrote down moon ball. It's heavy ball. It's heavy ball. You can't catch certain Pokemon under a certain weight with a catch rate of 20. And it just automatically goes to zero. They've since fixed it in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. That was corrected, thankfully. All right. So that's two for two right now, guys. Wow. Okay. So question number three, this is your bonus question. This one has two answers because um, it, it, it's the same question. It turns out for two different things. Um, so of all Pokemon gym leaders, um, if we look at the ghost type gym leaders and we look at steel type gym leaders, these gym leaders always use the same Pokemon regardless of generation. So there's a go- So in the ghost type gym leaders, there's a ghost type Pokemon that they always use and steel type gym leaders always use the same steel type Pokemon. What Pokemon are they? Okay, okay, so gym um, leaders. So it has to be a Gen One or Two Pokemon because there are Ghost Gym leaders in Go- and Steel Gym leaders in Ghost in uh, Golden Silver. I think Steel is Steelix because Byron does not have a Magneton or anything. Jasmine is a Steelix. Byron has most likely a Steelix. That sounds like it makes sense. And... We're, we're assuming the first time through, right? Not like rematches. Yeah. I mean, That's yeah. I'm just so. So I'm pretty sure Steelix for Steel, and then Ghost. We have Phantom, whatever, whatever her name is in Dom Fantina. Fantina, yeah, yeah. She has, I believe, a. I know she has Miss Magius. But uh, no, but Morty can't have had a Miss Magius. No, no. Okay, I see what you said. So, yeah, I think so... it's. I I want to say it's a Haunter then. I think I think it's a Haunter too. But think wait, does have a Gengar? I don't remember Fantina having Gengar. I I think Haunter is is quite likely because I I don't think Morty had a, a Gengar. Do we have a Gengar? Do we have a, any other Ghost Gym leaders other than them two? Uh, I don't. I can only think of Ghost type Elite Four trainers. So. Okay, so I, I think I, I think Haunter, I think Steelix yeah. and Haunter are very fair guesses. Are those your final answers? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So the answer is for Steel type Steelix. That is correct. But unfortunately, it is not Haunter. It is Gengar. It is Gengar. It is Gengar. Oh. It is Gengar is shared by all Ghost type gym leaders. So they were you were close though. You were on the right train of thought. Like that's uh, that's still one point, and you're still eligible because that was the bonus point question to cash in the hint if you get the next two correct. Mm, let's okay. try. So, next question. Uh, this is about the manga. So, let's have some fun here, guys. So, in the Pokemon Adventures manga, who takes over Team Rocket after Giovanni leaves? Who is the new leader of Team Rocket after Giovanni leaves? This will be in the gold and silver arc of the manga. Yeah, I never got there. Oh, uh, man, it's such a good story. The gold and silver arc. Um, it's been so long since I read it. Um, I'm drawing a complete blank here. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, Gold and Silver was not my favorite arc. Well, you're I, wrong, I, but it's, you're I allowed mean, to be. No, no. Yellow and Ruby and Sapphire were so much better. Um, uh, let, let's see. Uh, I kind of want to say someone like Agatha or someone else that was like evil in... you can of course use the hint yeah first, maybe we should yeah I, I have no idea what this could be at all so okay, first I, i'm gonna give you this hint just this little piece of knowledge it's not anybody that you know from the games yeah this person does not have a game counterpart um 
And then uh, they are, uh, I don't know how else to describe it. Um, they, they wear a particular item of clothing that is not normal for a person to wear. And that is how they get, that's how they are known. Something a kid might wear at Halloween. Oh gosh! I, no, I, I'm 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 sorry. I don't I don't that, remember yeah, this. If, yeah. Oh man, are you kidding me? Okay, so you're just gonna give up here? I, I we can't. But nowhere for us to run off was. We <laughs> can. We can. Wait, 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 wait. Because you got something. You, cause I have not. I have not looked at this, and if it's not in the game, I have no way to figure out who it is. <laughs> I wanna. I wanna make a stab in the dark. Because okay. when you when you mention like the hint made me remember there's someone with a mask in there, and I just don't remember their name. <laughs> they don't um, they don't have a proper name to be fair. Uh. So is it just the wait? Then I think I might know because they're just known by an uh, like a nickname like the mask. Avenger or something like that. Um, <laughs> it's just figuring out that last word is is gonna be hard. Mm. It's a Pokemon type. What? Uh, it's fine. I will take I will take the masked Avenger. No, no, uh, no, no. If you say if you tell me it's a Pokemon type, now I want to figure it well, out. Well, it's part of it. Um, it, so it, 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 he's got two names. It depends on it depends on like which in like who's referring to him. Um, so I'm going to oh. take the mask adventure. I'm going to give you the point. Uh, and it, he's known as the mask of ice. And they also refer to him as the masked man as well in the, in the manga. But mm. the mask of ice is what he wears and stuff like that. In it's this whole thing with Neo team rocket, very good arc in the manga. If you haven't read the manga, go read the manga. I have, but evidently this guy does not make an impression on me. <laughs> I can't believe that. Um, he makes a huge impression on me. Because uh, he has a huge, he plays a huge role in the backstory of uh, Silver and Blue or Green, depending on which translation you're reading. And wait, that's the guy who used to she used to work for. Yeah. Now I remember something about it. He was a jerk. Yeah, exactly. He's a bad guy. Um, <laughs> it's, it's not Pokemon guy. if they don't beat you over the head about who's the bad guy. Um, mm -mm. All right, and so that's that's going to give you guys th four points for today. Um, so we're going to move on to question number five. And as always, I always ask you guys a base stack question. So I want to know what Pokemon, what electric type Pokemon has the highest base attack stat? Zekrom Zoth is there. I think it might be something higher. Um, mm. Zekrom's a good, like, base point, though. Um, yes. Um, yes. <laughs> I don't think of possible, like, Megas, but I don't think any of them were... Physically, no. I, I mean, I think I don't think Zero Aura. <laughs> there, there counts. I don't think it counts, and I don't mm. think it's quite as high as Zekrom. Zero Aura is like Zero Aura does not eight. count at this point. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'll make sure. But I don't um, think it was there either. I think Zekrom's like one fifty. Yeah, Zekrom is. Pretty it's like one thirty, one fifty. It's up there. It's mm -hmm. um. Yeah, I, I I think you're right. I think it might be Zekrom. This is what I'm trying to make sure nothing else popped up like that's new or recent. Because um, mm -hmm. Zekrom is pretty recent. I mean, like I mean, like after Zekrom, like Gen mm. six or seven that I'm forgetting. Yeah, no, it 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 sounds right. 
I, I can't think of anything else, at least. Because uh, electric type megas are real special. If uh, I remember I hit that range. Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna need an answer. I guess that Grom. Yeah, let's go with that. That is correct. It is Zekrom. So that's five points for you guys today. So good job for all of you. Um, Ooh, even even Mrs. T over here, she gets the points. What? Right? Wow. <laughs> now she just has to be on more shows. And she'll win her own coasters. Um, well, actually, I did change the prize uh, this time around for the co-host. You guys are competing for any plush on PokemonCenter.com for under $20. Um, <laughs> wow. Oh no! You should not have said that. I know. Now I'm it's... gonna be here every week. <laughs> there, but that is, that is the prize. So let me uh, let me go ahead and open. I lost my uh, lost my trivia point sheet, but I'll remember. You guys got five. So right now, Shamu's in the lead with ten points, followed up by the fluffiest whimsicott with five. Everybody else is at zero. That's how the that's oh, and and my wife is tied in second with the fluffiest whimsicott for. Uh, for f- with five points as well so that is going to be it for puckles pokey quiz we are going to take a short break guys and we'll be right back at you with the topic hey puckalonians it's sublime manic can't get enough of your favorite flip-flopping podcast then check out our social media you can find links to our facebook twitter reddit and youtube all from our website pucklepodcast.com and you can join our discord to hang out with your favorite hosts and other puckalonians also check us out at twitch.tv slash the podcast and if you have an Amazon Prime account, consider subscribing to our Twitch channel. You can also check us out at YouTube at YouTube slash Puckle Podcast. And we also have a Patreon if you're able to give anything at Patreon.com slash Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the topic. The topic today is, of course, going to be Detective Pikachu. Uh, was, is there a subtitle? I don't think so. Oh, that's it, not it's just Detective Pikachu. I think I think there might be one actually. That's what I thought. I thought there was a t- subtitle. Okay, this is the first half of this topic. We're gonna decide the subtitle. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. It's just Detective Pikachu. Okay, depressing. They had. I think originally in the Japanese version, it might have had it. Yeah, it would have been like the story yeah. begins or something like that. Because in the Japanese version of the game that came out like a year and a half ago, almost or something like that, uh, they had a subtitle, but it was only the first four chapters of the game that we have now. Which is nine yeah. chapters long. It so, was called uh, "Great Detective Pikachu: Birth of a New Duo." Yeah, that's it. Birth of a New Duo. That's it. That's that exactly sounds it. way more epic than ours. Yes, As always. It's like most Japanese titles compared to American titles. Like, let's look at the TCG for, expa- for example. I think uh, "Roaring Skies." You remember that set that everybody wanted because of Shame and EX? You had uh, the English title for that for that set was "Rage of the Broken Heavens." Uh, it was also always pronounced like that as well yes because japanese people are always extra 100 percent of the time yes absolutely all right (laughs) detective pikachu back to detective pikachu which has no subtitle as i am depressed to find out so i actually haven't played it we planned this topic last week and i intended to play it this week however i did not get the opportunity i didn't want to like go out and go get it and at the same time i was playing other games (laughs) I mean, you totally got me on that one because you're like, let's do Detective Pikachu next week. And I was like, hmm, I would like to do that. And so I finished the entire game. So I tricked all of you into playing this game so that I could have a show where I just didn't listen to you guys talk about the game. I'm going to be the guy from the outside looking in um, just because I want to see if it's worth playing. 
I, I've always I've been very skeptical of it because I assumed it was going to be very much Ace Attorney, but dumbed down a little. I, I don't want to say dumbed down. I want to say simplified. Simplified. It's much more than that, to be honest, because it's more, as far as I can tell, it's just like, you just talk to people, and you just click option, read, click option, read, click option, read, and then you do a simple puzzle at the very end. It reminds me of a simplified uh, Professor Layton. I I haven't played Ace Attorney, so I can't make a direct confrontation, but, but the thing is, you don't play this game for the gameplay. You just play it for the story, and it, it is very childish and very handholdy but i didn't mind because i thought the story was interesting and the characters were compelling that's the one thing i noticed when mrs t was playing it it felt it, it, like just the sounds of some of the things that were happening felt very handholdy in that it, it felt like dora the explorer but poke <laughs> but like pokemon because you <laughs> You'd have Detective Pikachu just saying, like, and how, what is next? And it's just like, okay, come on. I think we all know what's next. I, wasn't there a point where they asked you to mix two colors together to, to make, make orange? orange? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the lab. <laughs> okay. And they, do, they don't even let you do that until you have a color chart. Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. Well, I never had no. a color chart. No, uh, I mean, um, well, I'm a, I'm a bit of a completionist, so I try to get all the options done before I finish this. But honestly, some time, I'm just so, okay, yeah, I'm going to go in the menu and do the thing. And then before I can click on the menu, Pikachu's like, hey, hey, Tim. Hey, listen. Hey, listen. Tim. Oh, my gosh. And he's Navi. I'm like, okay, okay, Pikachu. Okay. What do you want? And he's like, we should find out which colors mixed together make orange maybe you should ask people about this and and some guy gives you a color chart what what a horrible (laughs) premise i'm not gonna lie Um, like if my pikachu is like we should find out how to make the color orange i'd be like okay you go do that i'm gonna move on Uh, (laughs) okay on like honestly i i found it a bit annoying at first because um I'm 35. I don't need you to tell me that I have to have a freaking color chart to make orange. I'm uh, 32 years past that. Wait, question for you though, Whimsicott. Did you play it in English or did you play it in Italian? Because uh, I, I wanted to know about the Italian voice actor. I really There's no Italian know. voice actors. Um, it's only been dubbed in Japanese and in English, and the really? other languages get subtitles. Yes. Oh, that's stupid. Uh, I thought that was stupid too, especially since it's obviously aimed at small children. Yeah. But yes. but then again, um, like there was a 35 year old Italian woman playing it as well. So. Uh, I mean, I don't think like I I'm not exactly your. Average yeah, you're not the demographic. Audience. You're not the demo- <laughs> no. you're not the average demographic. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't think I count for a lot of things. I'm I'm always a statistical outlier. <laughs> yeah, okay. So so you've made it evident that the the story is the reason to play. So what are what are the highlights of the story then? Like in I know I know Shamu and, and Mrs. T haven't gotten very far, but in terms of what they've been doing. I, I'm just very curious about the story then. Like, if, if it's that good. If it's Honestly, worth- it... Okay, so... Um, I, since all of you have gotten to at least Chapter 2, I think everyone who gets to Chapter 2 at least thinks the exact same thing. Like, 
Well, okay. I can see exactly where this is going. What is that? Please explain. Like, we can spoil it at that point. Chapter 2 is not that far into the game. Okay. Well, by 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 the point, by the time you're in Chapter 2, you're like, well, I know what the plot twist is. Hmm. I think everyone is thinking the same thing. This Pikachu is actually my dad. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I like a plot twist, even even one I can see coming because I just want to get to the end to see if I'm right. Yeah, you know? that makes sense. I like being right. Um, <laughs> that was one of the reasons I, I rushed through the game, uh, not just because I wanted to do the show and I thought I should finish the game to do the show. Um, but then, honestly, I was... It's so adorable. Part mm-hmm. of it is how the world is built. You you see Pokemon everywhere. Yeah. And they, they're they just like a different kind of people. It, it is interesting to see a not Pokemon trainer perspective in the Pokemon exactly. world. Exactly. Um, I, I think I think that's something that typically gets lost in like our playthroughs of the game because we'll think, oh man, the only jobs in the Pokemon world are Pokemon trainer, Pokemon breeder, Pokemon gym leader, Pokemon elite four member, uh, Pokemon professor, stuff like that, right? And it's just the stuff we've been introduced to. And I think it's really interesting to be like, well, no, there has to be some kind of infrastructure in place for these people to survive still. Um, there, there's a world around them. There's uh, yes. there's just normal things like detectives that go around making the color orange. <laughs> there there's stuff like that. And I think that's a very interesting concept and something to bring forward a new a new um, spin on the Pokemon genre. There there was also that I one think... cute little ca- oh, we should continue this before I talk about the cameo. But yeah, go ahead, Monsicott. Oh yeah, um, I think the main the main thing that gives you a very different feeling is first of all, most people have one Pokemon. Or two Pokemon. Yeah. But the thing is, it's wrong to say the people have that Pokemon because when you talk to the people, the people will say, "Oh, I'm, uh, I don't know, I'm, 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 I'm Tim, and this is my partner Pikachu." And Pikachu introduces himself to the other Pokemon and says, "I'm Pikachu. This is my partner, Tim." Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's not a weird thing that just Pikachu does. All of the Pokemon will refer to their human as their partner in the exact same way that their human will refer to them as their partner. It's There's a lot of... It's like an equal partnership between the person and the Pokemon. And it's recognized that people can do some things that Pokemon can't do, and Pokemon can do some things that people can't do. But they're not treated as, like, I don't know, B-tier citizens. They're just treated as different citizens. I think it's adorable. That is really interesting. I like that dynamic. It's like, Mm-mm. it's definitely something, I had a train of thought there and I lost it. Um, but my The thought there is, uh, well, first of all, take that Team Plasma. Um, team yeah. Plasma, <laughs> you're enslaving Pokemon. No, we're partners, okay? I think that's honestly probably the spin that I needed in terms of like thinking about Pokemon, not as um, just, uh, what's the, what's the, what's the, well, not tools, but like animal uh, animal fights, dog fights, because you're partners. You're in this to win this competition together. You're you're being the coach, and they're the actors in the play that you're directing them in. 
um, in terms of these Pokemon battles and stuff like that. And I, I think that's an interesting perspective. And I think it was something that needed to be more blatantly said like it was just now, with the, like the way Whimsicott said it. I, I really do like that as the way to think about how Pokemon interact in the world with other human beings. And that's just a really interesting concept compared to the rest of the Pokemon series where it's just like, I'm going to catch you and then I'm going to, I'm going to make you level up and then you're going to beat up this other guy. Um, It's you're in this together. And I think it's something that Pokemon from the beginning has been trying to get at. If you remember the rival battle with, uh, with blue at the end of red and blue, Professor Oak says, well, you made your Pokemon your partners, and you don't feel that way, right? You played Pokemon. You you grinded your Pokemon up to level 50 or 60 or whatever you needed to be at at the time. And you don't, you're not like, well, I made a special bond with my partners. Maybe when you were eight, you did. But you don't, you're not really doing it nowadays. Like, when I play a Pokemon game, I don't go, man, I have a super emotional attachment to these Pokemon. And uh, unless you're playing a Nuzlocke. Let's, let's not say yeah. anything about Nuzlocke's here, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> But if you just play a game and you're just trying to beat it, um, let's say that you're you're a VGC player and you're just like, man, I need to make sure I have all the Mega Stones and I have the Mega Ring and I've got the, all of the Z Stones to be able to play. You're just playing through that game and you don't care, right? And I, I think that mentality takes away from what it means to play with Pokemon and, wh- and what the vision of the Pokemon world is. And even even in the anime, you don't really see this too often. And I, I like the way that they highlighted it there. Um, it honestly makes me excited for the movie. I mean, the movie's gonna be great. Yeah, if it keeps the same atmosphere. I hope so. I mean, you also have Ryan, Ryan Reynolds playing Pikachu, so like, um, I, I just I I kept thinking about that as I played the game, and it's just <laughs> one of those things that does not compute. Like this week, there was slight off topic, but this week there was an episode of Supernatural that was a crossover with Scooby Doo. Like, I saw that. That looks so the good. The entire central half of the show is them animated as a cartoon hanging out with the Scooby gang. And you think, this is the craziest thing you've ever heard. This is so absurd. How could I ever think something like that is going to work? It worked. It worked amazingly. <laughs> and I just, and sometimes I just, yeah, I enjoyed it. And then I realized, Wait, but what exactly did I enjoy? A show that 13 years after it starts and has done the most dramatic things you can possibly imagine to its characters multiple times, just does a crossover with a children's cartoon from the 70s and makes it work. And that's kind of how I feel about Ryan Reynolds being Detective Pikachu. In fact, that is how I feel about Detective Pikachu itself. (laughs) like this there's a middle-aged guy dubbing pikachu as he tries to teach you how to be a good detective oh man no i don't know i i'm really excited i'm really excited to see it because i feel like they're going to try to take it um maybe slightly more gritty i don't think pikachu's going to be making the color orange i'm I'm just going to keep driving this joke into the ground um but (laughs) Uh, it deserves I, to be ground into the ground. Yeah, it oh, does. Pun unintended. <laughs> the only thing it was like the wacky animations, like the one thing in the beginning with the whole mouth like moving. I just like hearing that in the actual game. It's like it's just him saying "pika pika pi," and then he's like, <laughs> mouth. That's all I just keep, I just keep it goes on repeat in my head. I'm just like, this is just this is incredible. We need more the of best, this. The best part is when you're 
<laughs> when you're in the POV of an outsider and you, it, they just hear your Pikachu go, Pika, Pika, pay. They just go wide open and just like flabbing a bit. It's like. That's great. That's so great. No, it's uh, oh, the other thing is they they did a they did a cute little cameo I noticed with uh, Ash's Pikachu. Yeah, I thought yeah, that was I thought yeah. that was very cute. Uh, I know you yeah. guys yes. well. That was adorable. I absolutely loved it, and I thought it was a good tie in to the to the main series that we've grown up to love. So they did a very good job with that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't understand the Pokemon universe anymore. I, I feel somebody remedied this for me, and I already forgot it. But like you have, Ash- I did. You did. It was it. me. Yes. Yeah. Ash Ketchum is a character on TV in the Pokemon game world. Well, not in Detective Pikachu Land anymore. Apparently, he's real there. I'm very confused. We don't meet him. I'm though. me. Maybe. Maybe he could be. Da-da. Detective Pikachu is a show on TV. That's why it's no. like Dora the Explorer. Detective Pikachu is not a show on TV. Ash Ketchum is a show on TV, and the Pikachu dubbed by Ikue Otani is the protagonist who plays Ash's Pikachu in that TV show. (laughs) And so Detective Pikachu was making a joke to an actor about their part. (laughs) That one's a little too deep for me. That one's a little too uh, deep for me. Honestly, after Scooby Natural, nothing is too meta for me. That one's a little <laughs> too meta for me because, like, I could I could see it in the main video games, the like Ash being a character on that one, and then you know, like you said, like Santa Claus with the Ash Greninja and everything like that. I, I could definitely see that being a thing, but I don't know that I could see it. I don't know that I could see Detective Pikachu meeting the actor for the Pikachu <laughs> in the TV show. <laughs> Uh, I don't you know, know if I, I could see just that. Making stuff up on the Man. spot, right? Yeah, no, I, I, just... I, I'd, I'd be much better if Detective Pikachu was was in the same universe as the anime, which was an anime also in the real Pokemon world. That's where I'd be happy um, because I think we've established in the Pokemon world in general. This is going a little bit off topic, but in the general Pokemon world, we've established that uh, that the video game of Pokemon exists within that world. Because you have people very early on, like whenever you were doing trades, you'd see people playing their Game Boys in the game and stuff like that, trading Pokemon in the game, which I think is, I don't know, you would expect that, honestly, right? In a world with Pokemon in it, you develop a video game about real life. I mean, we have that, um, we have exaggerated versions of that right now. If you think about just like Grand Theft Auto, um, that's an exaggerated version of real life. Or Sims. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and the these, Sims, these or... Yeah, exactly. These are all games where it's just real life. And I can totally see a video game being made just like that in real life. So I like that that in that sense I can get it. Um Detective Pikachu may be the same. Pretty and, soon Ash is gonna be doing IRL streams. You never know. Oh yeah. That'd be <laughs> awful. Oh my that's what needs to happen on Twitch, by the way. Twitch has done like a bunch of streams of like old animes recently. They did all of Yu Gi Oh not too long ago. I know Shamu's aware of that one. And yep. They, I would really love to see them do like a full, like Pokemon stream of that. But to be fair, there's there's literally like five hundred hours of that though. Yeah, that's the only issue. There's, there's like five hundred hours. To really effectively do it because like Yu-Gi-Oh, you, you just play it for like, a straight like, month. That's fine. Yeah, it's <laughs> like you can do Yu-Gi-Oh in about like a month, not in a month. Goddamn it. Um, it was it was longer than a month, I think, or shorter really, than a month. Uh, it was like it was like yeah. a couple of weeks or something like that. Because they yeah. only did the first five I mean, seasons. Yeah, they just did the main one. 
Yeah, they didn't do Dungeon GX. Cat, that would be like a lot longer, depending on how often they would stream it too, unless it was constant, which is a bit different. Yeah, I, I mean, we could do 500-hour Pokemon video stream. They, uh, honestly, I think the biggest hang-up would probably be getting the rights from Nintendo. Yeah, that probably wouldn't happen. Yeah. No, probably not. We only have 20-plus seasons of that, though. I would be down for that, though. Like, 500-hour Pokemon stream, I'd constantly watch that. Um, to be fair, not. though, people would probably only care about, like, the first five seasons, and then they'd be done. Yeah. And, because that's when people stopped caring. And that's honestly when they wrapped up a lot of character arcs was in Season 5. They were just like, yes, Ash beats Gary. Um, and then Brock and Misty leave forever and all this other stuff. So season five is really like a true ending of like a Pokemon arc. And then we get Hoenn and everybody gets confused. Because we get May and then we get Brock. But Brock's like, I left all my Pokemon except for, uh, except for, I think he brought Fortress with him and that was it. Did he bring, no, I think he got Sudabudo in that. That's what happened. Yeah, he got Bonsly there. And Bonsly evolved in uh, Sinnoh. It was, I don't know. I'd be down with it though. But Detective Pikachu. Um, I think we should wrap up our thoughts on that. Um, so, I, honestly, you guys have played it. I haven't played it. Would you say it's worth playing? I would say it's worth playing, but maybe wait. Like, if you can get it, like, 10 bucks off, it's definitely worth to pick up. That's fair. Because, like, for four, they made it worth, like, the extra 25 in comparison to what 15 it cost originally. But, like, playing, it's, it's, it's nice, but it's just not, like, a, a $40 game, in my opinion. I can understand. I agree. That. I agree. I mean, the the upside is that it has almost zero reply value, so you should find it used very soon. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'll do. Because then. it's essentially it's essentially a, a glorified movie. So yeah. Mm-hmm. What well, what was good about it though was that giant amiibo that came out that uh, should not exist, but it's great nonetheless. It's thirty dollars. Like if it wasn't thirty dollars, amiibo is huge. It's gigantic. Have you seen it, dear? I haven't. Seen I haven't it. seen it in person. It's like if you, know you turn if you turn a new 2ds on your on its side, it's as tall as the as the new 2ds. Good so, to know, or something, like, yeah. something like that. That's scary big. Do you just want like yeah. a statue of like of like Detective Pikachu, dear? I mean, we've already sunk our money in this deep. So. Yeah, we <laughs> sunk fallacy cost. We sunk cost fallacy. We're just going to keep going, guys. We're just going to keep going. <laughs> All right, though. So that I think that's a good place to stop. Uh, we're going to take a short break here, guys, and we'll be right back at you with the Pokemon of the episode. We will catch you on the flip-flop. Rappel Incorporated is looking for adventurous, brave, and talented individuals to join our team here at our Viridian City location. We here at Repel Incorporated produce the number one product in Pokemon Repellent today. In order to create our high quality product, we need trainers like you to venture forth into the depths of Viridian Forest and procure vital elements of the Repel formula, including Vespiquen saliva, Beedrill stingers, and Venomoth powder. Required skills of the position include at least three badges and a Pokemon team, preferably at least one fire type. Psychic trainers need not apply. Applicants must also be willing to sign a waiver, stating they do not hold the company responsible for any injury or fatalities, for that matter, received in the line of duty. So come on and join our exciting team. Poke of the episode. 
and welcome to back to the Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 113, Chansey, the Egg Pokemon. Its Pokemon Stadium Pokedex entry states that Chansey lays very succulent eggs every day. If it is treated with love and care, its eggs appear to become even more delicious. But you should be careful, because some Chanseys might think you are succulent and delicious. What? Wait, wait, what? <laughs> Just listen to something else and you'll figure it out. Well, Chansey, for those of you who are not into eating uh, succulent Chansey eggs, um, first of all, let's talk about Chansey laying very succulent eggs. Those are Pokemon eggs. Oh. And this is obviously, because this is from Pokemon Stadium, this is before they came up with the concept of, like, Pokemon eggs. So, uh, in retrospect, this is something that should definitely be retconned, but it won't be. But that's okay. It hasn't like, been like all of the Pokédex entries from from the subsequent generations still say the exact oh same thing. Oh my gosh, that's awful. Uh, <laughs> I was like looking at the origin here too. It's like because it mentioned the Pokédex mentioned like the frequent laying of eggs, of nutritious eggs, and maybe based on chickens. I'm just imagining like a chicken Chansey. I would love to just, see a Chansey. I, I imagine Chansey is what we're, go, we're we're getting chickens towards by making them like more and more meat. Um, we're just getting, that's what a, cha- that's what a chicken's going to look like in about 200 years. It's going to look oh, like. That is this- actually a very good point. They become sentient. They're just like, they just come What start- do you mean? Chickens are already sentient. I don't know words. <laughs> <laughs> I don't English, all right? So if you oh. want to use Chansey in Pokemon, it's very easy to do so, actually. Chansey is one of the better Pokemon. It is better than Blissey, it turns out. Um, this is due to Chansey's base HP being 250 it, uh, base attack at 5, base defense at 5, base special attack at 35, base special defense at 105, and base speed of 50. Chansey is incredibly bulky, and when you factor in the fact that you can like throw an Eviolite on it and get more bulk out of it than you would get out of Blissey, like significantly more bulk. And we're talking something on the order of, I think, like 700 and some HP max. Um, something like that, yeah. Uh, Chansey's going to have some staying power. Let's talk about that for a second. If you got enough HP where you don't even have to actually invest in it, you just invest in both defenses and you're good. Yeah. Uh, 704 is the max HP for a Chansey, by the way. Yeah. You just, like, you just go bold max defense and then max special defense and then yeah, you're it's good. It's absurd. And, I, I mean, you don't want to attack with it. It does get access to no. Seismic Toss. Um, so you can use Seismic Toss. You can. It actually gets access to Stealth Rock, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, it gets access to Stealth Rock. Soft Boiled, is, that's a level up move for it, too, it, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-mm. Soft Boiled. It's got one of the best healing moves in the game. Yeah. It is, well, not one of the best. It's the same it, as Recover. Um, well, it's, reco- it's, like a, it's like the same tier, essentially, because Recover and then, like, the one that have six, like, the maximum is, like, 16 PP. Yeah. And heal half, essentially. Those are the exactly. better ones, like, Bruce 2. Exactly. Goddamn. And it gets access to Toxic. You can just stay there forever, though. Like, and Heal Bell, so it can access a Cleric. It's it's amazing. Very if good you, support, Mon. Yeah, if you want to use it with anything, uh, Great Choice is a Ghost-type Pokemon, and I think Mega Sableye is probably the best Pokemon to use it with. Just probably, because yeah. Mega Sableye also can bounce back other hazards that could be a problem. Because Chansey's setup bait, right? And... You, because Chansey's not going to do much to you other than Seismic Toss, but if you have a Ghost type that can soak up those Fighting type hits that are going to come in for it, and on top of that, you can bounce things back. It gets access to Knock Off, 
Um, it also can't be knocked off on top of that and resist. Exactly. Well, it doesn't resist, but it's neutral damage. Um, it is just fantastic. Um, it, it's just it just blows everything away. Um, now yeah. you can also go ahead and bring an unaware user with that, something like Cliff Fable or Quagsire, just in case you do get set up on with Chansey. Those two will just be like, no, no, you're not. Um, I also think pairing Chansey with Cliff Fable is rather adorable. They're both very pink. Yes. Um, <laughs> But Chan- I mean, it's just nutsos. It's crazy. Chansey's really, really good. Um, and we, and you haven't mentioned my favorite gimmick with it. Okay, go. You for it. actually give it some HP EVs. You make it bold. You make it physical defensive, and then you put counter on it. <laughs> you do that too. Yeah, that's always an option. Yeah, it does get counter. I wish you got mirror coat. If we got mirror coat, that would be amazing. Man, that would be amazing if we got it, though. Um, oh, man, Chansey has not had a card in quite some time in the TCG. Um, it was in Guardians Rising last. Um, unfortunately, that was the last time that you got to see Chansey in uh, in the uh, Pokemon TCG. It was in I can't believe that, actually. Uh, it is not very good. It's never been very good in the TCG. It's got a, for double colorless, you could do what's called Bind Wound, which is probably playing to the anime version of Chansey, where it's always at the Pokemon Center. Uh, you flip a coin, if heads heal 30 damage from one of your Pokemon. That's stupid. Um, and then for two for uh, four colorless energy, you can go for 80 damage with Hammer In. It's a poopy Pokemon. Don't even run it. Um, and I think the one that everybody will remember is the Chansey from Evolutions, which is the same as the Chansey that we had back in the day as kids. Um, in the original face set, and that's a uh, double colorless for Scrunch with flip ahead, and you can't uh, be hurt next turn, and it does double edge for the same amount of energy that you got out of the uh, out of the last mm-hmm. one, and you could do eighty damage just like you did with that attack, but you also could do eighty damage to yourself, which is really fun. <laughs> I just remember back in the day, the Chansey card was like on tier with the Charizard card, just because those were the only two Pokemon with one hundred and twenty HP in the TCG at the time, and just having one was like. I don't know. It was cool to have. However, it is absolutely oh, a garbage card. This piece of cardboard has a big number on it. You know what? You can't make fun of eight-year-old me. I can only make fun of eight-year-old me. I mean, no, but the thing is, this is just envy. Because yeah, exactly. I didn't have Pokemon when I was eight. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was nutsos back then. There was a Chansey EX card back in like when EX cards first came out. Um, it was pretty much the exact same card that I just mentioned, so it's fine. Um, I, I think every Chansey's card is actually the same. Let me double check this. I think it's almost exactly... The, it always has double edge, which also always hurts it. I have not seen one without, like, an attack where it just hurts itself. Oh, here's one. Lucky Punch from Phantom Forces. Three colorless energy, 100 damage. If you don't have exactly seven cards in your hand, this attack does nothing. Uh, <laughs> Wow, Chansey, you're moving up in the world. Oh my gosh! You want to build a Chansey deck, dear? No. Uh, it's pretty. It's. It, I'm finding it's a pretty cool card. Um, there's also a card from way back in the day called uh, called Blank's Chansey. I believe it was one of these cards that you got. Um, uh, let's see, it was one of the Gen Two ones, which I think, or Gen One cards. It was one of the cards that you got, and you like wrote your name on it. Um, they had something like birthday Pikachu and stuff like that as well, where you have to like sing your birthday and stuff like that. Oh yeah. I have that. That's a promo. Yeah. It's a promo. <laughs> I, I know you have it. Uh, I shouldn't be surprised. 
should oh. be surprised. What's the Neo Destiny one? This is the second Chansey that ever existed. 90 HP? What is this? That's an insult to Chansey everywhere. Well, at that time, I would say no, because I think what the highest HP was like 120 for a base or stage two. Yeah, I think so as well. Uh, so 90 for a base. A, a 90 on a base is pretty good. I don't think it's pretty else really also, it's going to evolve into Blissey at that point, too, because it's Neo yeah. Destiny. I want to know. I want to. I, I I'm pretty sure Blissey know. probably had 120, too, at that point. Yeah, Blissey probably had 120, 130, because I think that was when they started adding like other HPs. We're just going into a complete history of the TCG now, but I think there's actually a. I want to see if there's a card that I can get from the 130, I'm pretty sure, was later on. They didn't do that very often, higher than 120. No, they didn't. They did not do it very often. I can tell you that. I think it started to have more or less once we got Neo Destiny actually did not have a, uh, what's it called? A Blissey. That's weird. No Blissey even. Wow. Oh, man. I want to know what the first Blissey card was now. I'm very curious. We're looking this up. This is live, guys. Uh... Complete side note, Blissey in the TCG. Uh, first one was from Neo Revelation, and it had 120 HP. You were right. However, it also had the Pokemon power Softboiled, which is the equivalent of abilities. When you play Blissey from your hand, you may flip a coin. If heads, remove eight damage counters from Blissey. If tails, oh, remove four damage counters from Blissey. Either way, Blissey has fewer damage counters than that. Remove all of them. Oh, that's hilarious. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, any fun trivia on Chansey, by the way? Before oh, I went on my really? like fun, uh, my fun, um, my, my fun journey with Blissey that, in the games, <laughs> it ties with his pre-evolution with this for the lowest base attack and defense of all Pokemon. Solid. Both, at, both at five. Uh, yep. Originally Solid. in the red and blue beta, it was known as Lucky. Mm-hmm. That was like I guess it's code name essentially. That makes sense. Well, the red and blue had like a bunch of uh, random names. For Pokemon, yeah. I, I feel like they were more tongue in cheek names than we got now. Because it's kind of like also saying mainly because um, it's just a Japanese name. Rate. Was that That's, its well, Japanese? But name? also goes down to yeah. the name origin. It's just Lucky. Duke. Yes, yeah. Lucky. Because I like the puns that we got with the ones that we have now. You know, like coughing and wheezing. They used to be New York and mm-hmm. L.A. and yeah, and L.A. And I really do like that. Some of their names, like because we got Chancy, which is like oh Chance, and then. You know, we made it the name. We made it its own thing. I, I like those yeah. kinds of names better than I like having uh, just like straight up names that are just like, that's a duck. Mm-hmm. Um, and but, I'm pretty sure like they named Lucky too because of the fact that it's rare and the chance the uh, catch rate is low. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah, they think I'm here to name uh, origin and it's like, that's why it's like Chance, Chancy, I mean, Lucky, the, Lucky. The... Um, the Pokedex entry in red and blue just says it. If you meet a Chansey, it said that it brings you good luck. Ah, that makes sense then. Yeah, I, I remember. Wow, that's me. all. Well, that that just like ruins the Pokemon anime for me now. In like Gen One, because like Ash just constantly goes to Pokemon centers and like, is that why the Chanseys are nurses? Because like doctors are so scared of operating that they're just like, I need good luck charm, so I've got a Chansey. I mean, the Pokedex entry is referring just to finding one in the wild. Okay, so. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's good. That's good to know. <laughs> well, that is going to be it for Chansey. If you want to see somebody battle it out with Chansey and Piddle, you should tell somebody to draft it. Uh, but you can check out a bunch of cool articles and stuff like that on the website, com, and hopefully have some more Pokemon goodness throughout the week. We're going to kick it on over then, guys, to... The mailbag. 
time. It's time for the mailbag. Sending your emails. The mail's here. Check your inbox. It's time for the mailbag. Mail! And welcome to the mailbag, the part of the show where we read your emails live on the show. As always, it is brought to you by the energy drink, Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. I don't know how you do that, and I want to know because... I'm going to show you at Pocklecom. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Because you do that every single time so well. Um, all right, but this is the segment of the show, like I said, where we read listener emails. You can send it in your own email to pucklepodcast at gmail.com. Next week, I want you guys to send your emails. Tell me what you think of Detective Pikachu. Have you played it? Are you going to play it? Ha- any other questions and comments? Uh, is Ryan Reynolds the best voice for Detective Pikachu? And yes, and why? Um, so we're going to go ahead and jump right into it. Our first email is going to be from Red7. Uh, Whimsicott's okay. got this one. <clears throat> Ding down. Howdy. My name is Red7, and I am a member of the Galactic Church of Cyrus. I'm so excited to share the good news of our faith. Of course, if you aren't too busy, would you like to hear about our Lord Cyrus? As told from the ancient book of Sino, Cyrus saw the pain and suffering that people experienced in their lives and decided to recreate this massive universe of ours in his own image. He saw that the pesky evils of emotion and spirit were driving people to war with one another, so he decided to place himself before the very throne of time and space and bring the dangerous Leviathans, Dialga and Palkia to their knees. After harnessing their power by means of the ethereal red chain, he was challenged by Giratina, a power deemed so evil and aggressive that even the almighty Arceus had to banish it. After briefly succumbing to the might of Giratina, our lord Cyrus overcame the eternal darkness of the distortion world and remade the universe in his image. Isn't that great? What's that? You're saying if things are so great, then where is Cyrus now? Well, as soon as our Lord Cyrus accomplished his goal, it is written that a giant wormhole opened up and sucked him in. No one has seen or heard from him since, but we are faithfully awaiting his glorious return. If you would like to learn more about our um, our, our faith, uh, please read these handouts. Once you join, you will receive a super cool uniform and a blue ball haircut. Uh, Seriously, just take a handout. If I don't pass out a certain number, Prophet Mars will punish me again. I don't want to be punished. Well, I have a whole bunch of doorbells to ring. I hope to see you at Galactic Church soon. Later days, Red 7. And he's, he's so good at this. And uh, yeah. so first of all, the mailbag question last week was, what is your favorite evil team and why and stuff like that? Just pretty much asking you guys about your evil teams and what you think of them. But yeah, go ahead, Whimsicott. Just <laughs> yes, I, I wanted people at home to figure out why I sounded so weird while I was reading this email. I was trying to point out the words that start every line of this email and the fact that their initials spell out, help me, please. (laughs) (laughs) He's so, he always does stuff like this. He's great. Red seven is such an artist. I love him. He always does this. All right. So our next one is going to be from Hydra. 
right. and this is for uh, this is for Shamu. Shamu's gonna read this one. Oh, okay. Hey, Buckle Crew, Hydra here. I wanted to throw in one of my thoughts on the evil teams, plus some of the things they messed up. Then maybe defend my favorite team a little bit. Uh, while I still think the black and white story with Team Plasma was interesting, and I enjoy what it did overall, I do think Getsus's plan had quite a few fundamental flaws. There's, of course, the issues with relying on N and deceiving the actual members of your team mentioned on the podcast, but an even bigger problem is that for Getsus's plan to work, people would have to somehow be prevented from catching slash training any new Pokemon after they'd been made to release their old ones. I suppose Plasma could limit it somewhat, but I find it hard to believe that they could keep literally everyone from grinding a few mods and ending up with a strong team that could take them on. It simply appears that it would be impossible for even such a large organization to control in a region already full of Pokemon, Pokeballs, and trainers who know how to use both. Also while on evil teams, might as well defend my favorite team Flare here for a second. I do agree with a lot of the complaints made about them, though I think that would I think that a lot of what is to blame on X and Y is somewhat lackluster storytelling and not on the team itself. But what I really like about Team Fl- uh, what I really like about Flare was how understandable their goal was. Wanting to make the world more, more beautiful and less selfish place is certainly a noble aim, at least until you learn how Flare intends to go about it and seems to come close to somewhat something real world organizations most of them probably Colts, but still, have tried to achieve in the past. Love the show and topics. Until next time, I'll be shopping in Lumio's for hideous, but eye-catching orange suits. So, I would Mm. like to bring up the discussion point from this email. Um, Yeah. That he was talking about Team Plasma, like, telling people to release Pokemon, not expecting people to train new ones. So, I would like to point out one thing. I, I think it's always certain that you're supposed to be a prodigy, in the Pokemon games to an extent, especially this is made evident in Gen 1 because there's actually a trainer on Victory Road that says, oh, I heard about a child prodigy. Um, and so your ability to train Pokemon as fast as you can and as well as you can and uh, use all of these different types, I think is something that's supposed to be special in the Pokemon world. Um, at least in, in the video games, not in terms of something like the anime where everybody and their brother goes to the Indigo League and they all have good Pokemon and stuff like that, right? So I, I just want that to keep be kept in mind is that these Pokemon or like your ability to do this is unique in a sense. That so is I, actually a good point. Yeah, I, I just I want to make that that clear because I don't think it's actually made very clear anywhere else in the games. So just think mm-hmm. just think about it like that. Uh, I, I, that that's what that... I think the flaw is. Plan's not that flawed if you consider that. Yeah, I mean. Besides, they weren't trying to just convince Pokemon, convince people to release their Pokemon. They were trying to convince them that having Pokemon was a horrible, wrong thing you were doing. So they weren't trying to change the way things work. They were trying to change the way people thought. Yeah, I I think, but it's like you said, I you're obviously always going to have somebody that disagrees. So uh, yeah, if we if we true. assume that people are just going to release them and not catch new Pokemon, uh, I think that's a safer plan than people would think. It's just because we're always in the same role in Mm-mm. terms of these Pokemon and stuff like that. Yeah, I, the the thing that just struck me as weird in this email is that he says, I mean, wanting to make the world a more beautiful and less selfish place. I mean... When does Team Flair ever say they are striving for a less selfish word? Yeah, that's true. 
uh, I just don't see that. And I, I would actually be interested in, in knowing where he got this from. Because Tim Flair was honestly one of the most shallow and self-centered mm-hmm. team philosophies that I can remember from the Pokemon games. I would agree with you. All right. So this next one is going to be from Cowboy. I'm going to take this one um, just because it's a, it's a newbie, I think. Um, I might, I might be forgetting, forget, uh, I might be misremembering though. So this one's from Cowboy. Hey, Puckalonians, Cowboy here. I just want to preface, preface that I am a hardcore Christian who practices in ministry. With that note, I run into something quite often that I think relates to Team Aqua and Team Magma. I've heard people comment that they are like a cult religion, but here's my thought. I wouldn't relate a cult and a religion by what, by any means. Um, I think that their whole plan was based off their value of certain species of life. Team Magma, I think, values human life more than Pokemon. More land means more people and less Pokemon because a lot of Pokemon are water type. Team Aqua puts more value in Pokemon life. It's like in the Bible with Noah's Ark, less people th- less people through flooding and constant rain, but allows for Pokemon water Pokemon to live, which is obviously is Archie's love. Out of all, out of all the fails through the teams, though. I'd say that Team Rocket failed the hardest. Whoa. They failed to control Mewtwo. Especially as a story, I think Tank Plasma is the coolest. They used magic ninjas. <laughs> <laughs> That's also true. That That they is true. Ninjas. They just... Okay, first of all, let's take a second and just be like, what team... What... They they highlight this... So they highlight, they highlight the ninja thing in... Uh, what's it called? In the Nuzlocke comic that's still going on and I think updates once a year now. <laughs> But yeah, they have like the ninjas and, and like the team members are like, why do we even have ninjas? Aren't we supposed to be like peace activists? They're just like, don't ask. Uh, <laughs> um, and gym leaders really had to get involved. Not to mention they are the coolest gym leader of all time, Drayden. That beard. Also Clay the Texan, America, Gen 5. Anyway, sorry that if this is long, it is not. But I hope it stirs good conversation. Congrats to Thatch on your thesis and I hope it goes well. And becoming a prof. Cowboy out. Well, I'm not becoming a prof. Well, a I'm a Pokemon. Prof. I'm a Pokemon professor already, but I'm not going to become like a regular professor. I'm going to become a doctor. There's a there's a difference. Professors are at universities. I will not be at a university, thankfully. Um, that is a lot of work. Um, and my wife is sitting here nodding her head, and <laughs> <laughs> and she is agreeing with me. So, uh, but yeah, no. Um, let's see. This so was interesting, though. I mean. Yeah. A really interesting perspective on on Team Magma and Team Aqua. Yeah, I wouldn't say that water would value Pokemon life more, though, because there's a lot of Pokemon that can only live on land. Like, a lot. But, actually, that that is exactly what the teams say in Auras. Really? Yes. Interesting. Interesting. Maybe they just, like, kill all the humans in the little land that's left. We're going to put Pokemon there. Um, Not exactly. They just want to make more room for Pokemon, and they think right, Kyogre will do that. There's so many water types, um, <laughs> and they think Kyogre will do that. And, and Team Magma is like, no, we need more landmass so that people can expand. Mm. They they do say that in Auras. That makes more sense to me personally. Um, that definitely makes way more sense to me. And I don't think uh, I think maybe it was Ten Little Men that said this, and uh, his email is next, and we're gonna read that here in a second. But somebody said to me like. Are you crazy? You want more water in Hoenn? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that one, that one got to me because Hoenn, too, it's a it's a seven point eight because there's just too much water. 
Um, all right, but we will we'll move ahead to Ten Little Men, and uh, Mrs. T, you're going to read this one. All right. Hello, Thatching Crew. Ten Little Men here, riding on the behest of my employers, the Aether Foundation. My employers wish to express their immense gratitude for your admittance. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is my well, fault. Well, I was just double-checking the volume. <laughs> I'm so sorry. And the email goes away. Okay. So my employers wish to express their immense gratitude for your admittance that they should not be regarded as an evil team in your recent podcast discussing the topic matter. In appreciation for your exemplary coverage of the mistakes perpetrated by these evil teams, the Ether Foundation has requested that I answer your mailbag question to the best of my ability. While I certainly cannot condone the actions of Team Rocket under the leadership of the notorious Giovanni, I must admit that their criminal enterprises were undeniably a great success. I also hold some personal admiration for the troubled youth of Team Skull, although their actions were relatively small-scale by banding together under the leadership of Guzma, they were able to create complete control over Potown. In contrast to the humble but undisputably successful actions of Team Rocket and Team School of the evil organization Team Galactic, had laughably overambitious goals. While Team Flare's plan to kill literally everything else and become immortal were was insane by evil team standards, it still made more sense than Team Galactic's, or more accurately, Cyrus's plan. Cyrus ha- uh, was the only member of Team Galactic that was ever privy to the team's end goal, which calls into question how or why any grunts decided to join the team. Aether's multi-universal research division has informed me that this is actually a plot point in the manga universe due to the fact that no sane individual would ever think to join Team Galactic. 20 evil flip-flops, 10 little men ceased to desist. (laughs) Wow. The cease to desist thing is pretty funny. I'm not gonna lie. Um, wow. But yeah, I mean, he's he's not wrong. I, these these were a lot of the concepts we covered. Um, he he did bring. I did not. We, we did not want to talk about uh, Team Skull and the Aether Foundation last episode, just because I don't think either of them are an evil team. Aether Foundation, I think, was unintentionally evil. And then you had uh, what's the other one? Um, team Skull, who was they were just a bunch of punks. They were, like, worse yeah. than Team Rocket. They were just punks. I mean, I think I know how Cyrus got people to sign up for Team Galactic. Oh, yeah? And Free I'm cookies? I'm pretty sure he just pretended it was a Space 1999 fan club. Ah, that's Look how at you the do outfits. It. Look at the hair. That's how you do it. You just, yep. you just do that. Show up in a cool outfit and, yeah. All right. Uh, so we have to do the Green Tauros badge roll now. Um, so anybody you think, uh, should get it the, for best email this week? I personally uh, I think Hydra, because I think he, he gave us the best discussion. I'm personally a fan of Red 7 if he doesn't oh. have the 2018 version yet. I don't know because if he does or not. I was honestly thinking Cowboy, because I like the whole ninja thing that oh, we never man. thought of. You're the tiebreaker now, dear. <laughs> Me? Yeah. <laughs> Oh. Or you can pick Ten Little Men, whichever one you want. I mean, it is Ten Little Men. But now we're all, we have a four-way tie. Nobody gets it. It's fine. <laughs> Nobody gets it. Next week, try again. 
if, if you want to send an email and have a chance to have it written right on the show, you guys can do so by sending an email to pucklepodcast at gmail.com answering the question, do you like Detective Pikachu? Uh, do you want to play Detective Pikachu? Have you played it? Why not? Why have you? Anything about Detective Pikachu, just send us an email. Pucklepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can do that. Of course, don't forget, guys, I'm going to say it right here, right now. PuckleCon happening, Dayton, Ohio, July 21st and 22nd, 2018, in the Dayton Convention Center, room 306. Be there or be square. I'm going to say this at, at every episode for like the next 12 weeks, and I'm still going to be asked, where's PuckleCon this year? When is PuckleCon this year? What's PuckleCon this year? I'm going to get asked those questions. It's going to happen. Um, and those people oh. are going to be banned on Discord. And so... <laughs> And, uh, but if you want to hang out and do more puckly goodness stuff, you can join our Discord. Uh, the link to do so is in the show notes. Of course, you can follow us on social media at Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. All those links are on our website, pucklepodcast.com. If you want some more puckly goodness during the week, well, get uh, you don't have to wait too much longer. TCG Cast comes out this Thursday. I'll also be on stream this Thursday on Twitch at twitch.tv slash the puckle podcast the the is very important because we screwed up when the justin tv conversion happened and puckle podcast is forever lost in the ether um so that username no longer exists you do have to go to the puckle podcast on twitch um and of course they do say that sometimes late at night something streams there And uh, and if you want to go ahead and help out the show monetarily, there's a couple of ways you can do that. First is going back to Twitch. If you have Amazon Prime and you don't watch that much Twitch, you actually have a free Twitch subscription. If you go to our Twitch account, The Puckle Podcast, uh, you can go ahead and drop that Twitch Prime subscription on our on our channel. We would really appreciate it. It helps us out. You, it's just free money that you guys have sitting there, and it's a great way to help support the show. Um, that does need to be re-upped every month, unfortunately. But if you're willing to do it, we are incredibly grateful to you. Um, of course, if you would like to uh, help out the show in other ways, though, um, you can, one, go to our Tee Public store. The link is also in our show notes. There you can find a bunch of awesome T-shirts. All of the new Piddle stuff is up there. You can actually get – there's one design with all of the Piddle logos on it, so you don't have to choose which one you want. It's fantastic. And then, of course, you can go ahead to our Patreon, patreon.com slash pucklepodcast, where you can get a bunch of cool rewards, such as uh, TCG cards with Shamu's face on it. Maybe. Uh, maybe one day. And so <laughs> that is going to be it here for the Puckle Podcast. I am Trainer Thatch. I'm Shamu. I am the Fluffy Swim to Good. And I am Mrs. T. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time.
as always, we would like to go ahead and thank our patrons for doing all of the awesome stuff they do and help the show become what it is today. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do a lot of things such as PuckleCon. So definitely, if you see one of them on Discord, give them a thank you. If you want to become one, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash podcast. So here we go. Thank you to Dark Flame, Ten Little Men, Duly Noted, Andrea, The Fluffiest Whimsicott, Dr. Shamu, Manga87, Snag, Jushiro, Bosephus, Alvarin, Seth Vilo, Minor Minetric, Claude Nine, Chris, John, R. Sigma, Doc McStuffles, Jester, The Golden Klefki, Uncle Oshawott, Trevor, TJ, Dexio, Shambles, Birdkeeper Cobra, Richard, Daniel, Treby, Greg, Alec, Mikey, Kevin, Kenneth, The British Gent, Sparky, Brian, Rotted Mushroom, The Orange Avenger, Thomas, Jedi DJ, Antonio, Dennis the DDG Maniac, Anime Gravy, Travis, Mark, Beaverla, Inferno, and The Real EV. Thanks a lot, guys, and I'll catch you guys next week on the Flip Flop. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.